I don't know if you heard Christy Gordon there during the uh, news break. She was uh, talking about another weather event and potentially asking motors to stay off the road Friday afternoon into Friday evening. We're a city of two and a half million people, home to 55% of British Columbia, and we're being told to stay off the roads because of snow in Canada, in a G7 nation. Just think about that for a second. Um, we don't spend enough on snow clearing, $10 million for the entire Metro Vancouver region. That's clearly not enough. We don't have enough equipment. And our economy suffers, our people suffer. Parents who have to pick up their kids suffer. Small business owners suffer. Immigrants driving, working hard, uh, who rely on our transit system suffer. Uh, it speaks to uh, also our ability to deal with emergencies. This is snow in late fall, and there will probably be more as we get to winter in Canada, late November, early December, and we're having difficulty with it. What if an earthquake occurred? What if there was another atmospheric river? How do we deal with these natural um, events when we can't deal with 20 centimeters of snow? It's a question that John Clegg asks himself. John Clegg is an emeritus professor at Simon Fraser University who studies natural hazards with a focus on BC's south coast. He joins us now. John, thank you for speaking to us today. Uh, my pleasure, Jazz. Well, I, I must admit, uh, I did get stuck in uh, that uh, absolute craziness uh, last night, uh, eight <laughs> hours to, to get home. And I thought I was being smart. I went and had dinner downtown and then said, okay, I'll let, let some of the traffic dissipate. I left downtown at eight. I live in Tawasson. And uh, mm-hmm. I got home at 4 a.m. It was an eight hour commute for me last night. Oh, my God. And then you came to work today. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know, I know I'm not looking for sympathy here, but I think there's a bigger issue here it is beyond just the huge uh, snowfall. Your thoughts on when you, you know, reading the news last night and re- reading it today, your thoughts on the broader issue of emergency preparedness and being prepared just for emergency situations, what, what, what goes to your mind? Because that's what you do. What, what, what are you thinking? Well, I do worry about extreme events. Um, Now, of course, extreme events are rare events, um, but, uh, uh, you know, the worst case kind of event that Mother Nature can throw at you would uh, be a real concern. I don't, I don't think we're prepared for such an event. Now, you can look back at the atmospheric river event last year, and that was uh, a very rare event. You know, it's the first of that type that we've seen on that scale. And we were just totally like deers caught in the headlights of a car. We just weren't ready for it. We didn't anticipate what could happen in, in an extreme event like that. So I worry about that uh, for not only uh, meteorological events, weather events, but also for earthquakes, because we've never really experienced a damaging earthquake in Vancouver, but we know that uh, eventually we will. And uh, given what happened last night and what happened happens frequently, uh, I really do worry about our preparedness. Um, we're pretty good at reacting when a disaster happens, but it would be better if we uh, were better prepared prepared for them. I think you raise a very good point. Uh, you know, as I was uh, uh, sitting there with time on my hands yesterday on Highway 99, I was thinking about, could there have been better traffic management? Do we need to spend more money at some of our choke points where we're able to clear 
uh, some of these uh, accidents out faster? What are other cities doing in regards to best practices? I was also thinking of just snow removal. Yes, we don't spend a lot in the region. I think it's $4 million for the city of Vancouver and maybe $10 million for the entire metro Vancouver area compared to well over $100 million for cities like Montreal, where, of course, it does snow more. But perhaps we do need to spend more money on infrastructure. We may not use some of those trucks, but when we do need them, we should have them around. It should be the cost of doing business. And three, the other thing I was looking at was infrastructure. Like, you know, the the tunnel is 60 years old, over 60 years old. Perhaps a 10-lane bridge would have helped in that case where one lane could have been opened. I don't know. But, But it seems like you've nailed it on the head. We're reactive to everything that we are not being proactive on some of these issues. Well, yeah, you know, um, I I have a little bit of empathy for uh, the provincial government and for municipalities because they have so many demands Mm. on the public purse, you know, so many problems we have. But one of them, a very big one is, you know, our infrastructure isn't totally uh, up to snuff. I guess you could probably say that about any large metropolitan area, but you raise a very good point in terms of removing snow. Um, you know, we uh, are only uh, just barely above Victoria, which is <laughs> notoriously bad for removing snow from their streets. Um, you know, we've also got this problem of terrible traffic to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you have sort of a, an extreme meteorological event, like an ice storm or a snowstorm, uh, that just calm, you know, the fact that we have crowded streets during rush hour just invites the situation that we had yesterday. And I don't know what the solution to that is. You know, governments are struggling to keep up with uh, population growth and uh, with rapid rapid transit. But again, it does come back to that's expensive. Um, and you've got to kind of weigh it in balance with all the other demands on the public purse. So there's no easy solution to it. But I do think we need to, to think these things through, because we can expect to have extreme events of a variety of types in the future. And, uh, you know, another one, another example would be flooding. What are we going to do if we have a disastrous flood in Metro Vancouver? I don't think we're prepared for that either. Our dikes are not adequate for the, the worst that we could experience in terms of flooding. It's not a very uh, optimistic picture. You know, I just think that uh, we need to kind of it at the very least, begin to be a little more proactive and think these things through and decide on a kind of a, a cost-benefit basis what would be appropriate in terms of public expenditures, both at the municipal level and at the provincial level. Yeah, no, I think think you're absolutely right, and I I would agree with you. It it is ultimately a decision on where your dollars should go. So uh, having been a former MLA, and I understand the challenges of of um, spending those dollars appropriately and getting maximum benefit from them, but I think there's something fundamentally wrong when citizens in Canada in winter... Uh, are, are getting home <laughs> 8 to 12 hours after, right? We're a G7 nation still. I mean, that should matter. And I'll put this in context for you. I've lived in India and in China, and M- Mumbai is a city of 25 million people. The longest commute yeah. I had was five hours. 
Uh, and in Beijing, city of 19 million, it was four and a half hours. Somehow Vancouver, two and a half million people had eight hours. Now, it's, 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 I'm hoping it's a one-off because I really tried to remain patient. But uh, I think you really do hit it on the head. We've got to sort of decide what our priorities are and start putting some dollars behind it, too. That's ultimately- I hear you, Jazz. It's, uh, you know, we don't do a, a good enough job in sort of managing uh, big issues like traffic and, uh, um, you know, extreme events. Of course, they're rare, and that's why it's difficult to for many people to take them seriously. But we know we can experience floods in the future. We can experience strong windstorms. We can uh, get heavy snowfalls. Um, we can get earthquakes. We live in a very dynamic part of the world. So, you know, we got to pony up and spend some money in preparing for that. Yeah. Well, John, I really want to thank you. I'm not sure if this was an interview or a therapy session for me, but either way, I, really, <laughs> I, I enjoyed talking to you, Jazz. <laughs> Likewise, my friend. Thank you so much for your time today. Okay, you bet.